Welcome to the Family Finance Show with Diana Granu, proudly brought to you by Old Mutual. This podcast is your weekly guide to effective budgeting, planning, and future-proofing of your family's finances. Because money matters to every family, and every family matters at Old Mutual. Enjoy the show. My name is Diana, and this is the Family Finance Show, the podcast to help you manage your family's finances better. Every week, we share an episode on topics relating to increasing your family's income and managing expenses, controlling your debt, and investing for the future. Today, we have Warren Ingram back on the show to talk about how to retire comfortably. Welcome back to the show, Warren. Nice to have you back. Thanks so much. This is a brilliant topic. You know, I think it's something we all focus on. So so it's a nice, nice, positive topic to talk about. Yeah, so I suppose none of us want to be old and poor, so that's why we want to we want to focus on retirement. I, and I have uh, experience in my family about this. Both my grandmothers unfortunately retired with no money to their name. Um, my my um, my one grandmother in South Africa, she was on a government grant for a pension. So nobody wants to be in that situation where you get I don't know one thousand two hundred rand to live on per month. So it's really important to to look for to look towards retirement and plan for that but at the same time I have a big conflict because I actually never see myself retiring I actually enjoy working and I, I like what uh, Ray Dalio said about uh, his life goals are meaningful work and meaningful relationships so um, so I suppose people th- they they don't want to think of themselves as old and actually unable to work but it is really important to plan for that nevertheless would you agree I think that's right. And, and I think maybe, you know, it's also very difficult psychologically for us to picture ourselves um, as as retired. You know, we, we're, we're picturing an older person, you know, that might be 20 years away from, from where we are today. And, and so, so you know, the, the scientists tell us that that's actually a very difficult thing for most human beings uh, to, to do. And, and so, you know, I, I would tend to say to people, you know, forget about retirement specifically and, and, and rather just look at this this concept of financial freedom, you know, get to the point where where you're saying, okay, I've got a goal and I, I want to get to the point where I'm, if I'm choosing to work after a particular point in time, it's because of, of a financial choice rather than a financial obligation. In other words, you're not being forced to work because you don't have enough money, you're working because you have meaningful work and, and it's something that helps you. And, and I think it's easier for us to picture ourselves not being forced to work in the next five years or 10 years than it is to say, okay, we're going to plan to age 65 because, you know, that's 20 years away for someone like me. And and I can't, I, I mean, the, the, the person I was five years ago is quite a different person to who I am today and will probably be quite a different person to five years' time. 20 years is, you know, I mean, it's, it's many lifetimes for me. So so I think it's a psychological thing. And it's not a, it's not a trick, but it is a game we need to play with ourselves to say, let, let's give ourselves a, a picture of, of what life can be. And, and and almost and I would say a picture of being a real thing, you know, actually picture the place where you want to live, picture how you want to live, and, and, and that's something that you can work towards. That makes it more real and more meaningful than just this concept of retirement. Mm, and much more exciting too, because it's a positive thing. You, you're thinking about what choices you will have rather than, you know, like being old and alone and without any work. So yeah, I agree. I think that's, that's a, it's a better spin on it to, to look at it that way. So where would you start if you were just um, say you were, I suppose, at any point in your career, where do you start with planning for your retirement and saving for your retirement? 
Um, well, well, maybe I'll use myself as the example. You know, what I would, what I did was I, I sat down uh, with my wife and I said, okay, in a certain period of time, uh, and I left that a little bit vague at the beginning, I would like to be living in the countryside. I'd like to be living in a small town. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to be able to, to park a car and not have to use it every day. And I'd like to be able to work for fun. And, and so we, we actually drove around you know, South Africa over a year or two looking at different towns and actually got to the point where we, could, we would say, okay, this is the town that we want to live in. And I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want everyone to go there. Then it won't be a little town anymore. Uh, and, and then we said, okay, so, so what does life look like there? You know, and how much would we have to spend on a monthly basis to, to live a decent life there? So we started to talk to the people in the town, made some friends and understood what, what a normal life would cost there. And then we said, okay, so, so if that's what life would cost in today's money, then how much money would we need from an investment point of view to, to be able to look after that kind of a monthly expense? And, and so we made it a much more real set of goals and, and we started to work towards that. And then we said to ourselves, okay, you know, that's not something we can achieve in five years, but realistically, it's something we can achieve in 12 years. And if, it's, if that's the case, then we're prepared to not go out all the time and buy fancy cars and clothes and all those things. We're prepared to, to let those things go. And to me, it's not a sacrifice. It's just a choice to, to, to spend my money elsewhere. Uh, and then to keep building up my capital so that, yes, I can go on holidays um, you know, over the next 12 years, but I can also then set aside the money to, to get to that, that goal. And, and for me, that would be the, the starting point to anybody is give yourself, as you said, a, a set of positive images and, and, and really I mean uh, you know I, th I think it should be down to almost a, a, a picture on your on your home you know home screen of your phone or your computer that you say this is that this is the place I want to live this is how I'm going to get there uh, and, and then you work out uh, the, the mechanics and the mechanics are how much would life cost you in a normal year and it's important to know that and you do it in today's money so don't worry about inflation for now and then you say well let me let's just for argument's sake say that costs uh, I'm going to just use a, a silly number while I'm talking to my using my calculator. But let's just say uh, that's going to be uh, 400,000 rand a year to, to live my life in, in, a, in, a, in the place that I want to live. What you do is you times that by 25. And, and that gets you to 10 million rand. So, so now I know that that's the goal. If I want to stop work and, and be able to live on 400,000 rand in, in today's money, then I need to get to the point where I've got 10 million rands worth of investment assets that will look after me in, 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 my, uh, in my financial freedom time. And if I only have 2 million rand today, then what I need to do is I need to set that goal to say, how am I going to get from 2 million to 10 million? How much can I set aside every month or every year to start adding to that money to, to get to the point where I get to my 10 million goal? Because then I, I can work towards that and, and aim, aim myself in the right direction. And so say that 10, you've got that 10 million goal. How do you start, like what do you use as a savings vehicle or whatever you would call it i mean in retirement language there's so many confusing terms like a pension and a retirement annuity provident fund all of these kinds of things are these things that we should be looking at when we when we're thinking about our 10 million rand that we targeting i think that's a, um i think there's certainly tools that we should be using you know i think we we need to understand what are the tools in our toolbox before we build our financial freedom house and, and so, you know, something like a tax-free savings account is, is a very good savings vehicle for someone who wants to build, build up capital for their long-term financial, you know, financial freedom points. Uh, 
and so yes you know that, that that's definitely one you know something like a, a, a company retirement fund or your personal re- retirement annuity another good vehicle because it you know it gives you the the tax breaks while you're making the contribution so you pay a bit less tax and uh, allows your capital to grow w- while you're working and and uh, you know you're not paying any tax while it's growing but you know you'll pay some tax when you take the money out on a monthly or yearly basis once you've stopped work and and then you can look at things like unit trusts or exchange traded funds to to save up the extra money that you'll need because unfortunately you know one retirement annuity or one company retirement fund won't be enough to 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 help most people get to their their financial freedom goal especially if they want to do it earlier than 65 so so i think you know a good a good sort of unit trust or a good exchange traded fund uh, is a great vehicle to, to use in addition to your tax-free savings and your your retirement fund. So, so I think it's a multiple tool approach and it, it shouldn't just be one thing that, that you hope will solve all problems because unfortunately th- th- that kind of a tool doesn't exist yet. Uh, Warren, what about when your company offers a retirement matching scheme? Is that a, is that a benefit that you should take advantage of? Absolutely. I, you know, I think Especially if the if if your retirement scheme itself is quite a low cost, well managed scheme, then for example, if you're if you're putting in two thousand rand a month and your company says we'll put in two thousand rand a month, you know that's definitely something you should do because you, you know you're you're getting a tax break from the government to to contribute to your own retirement, and I think that's always a win. You know, the less tax we can pay on a legal basis, the the better. Uh, and you know, if if the if the company is willing to 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 play play that game with you and to help you get to your point of of freedom, then then I think it's definitely something to take advantage of. I just want to caution though that that shouldn't be your only savings place. You know, that you need to have extra money saved as well. So so yes, retirement funds are great. Definitely encourage people to do it, but just be careful that that you don't only rely on that. You will need more money than than just that retirement fund. And what about the balance between the tax breaks that you get from a government for in, uh, investing into pension versus taking your after-tax money and investing it into an exchange-traded fund, for example? How do you do that calculation? How do you maintain the balance? I think it's 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 actually a little bit of a complex situation because it also depends on the cost of the of the retirement vehicle that you've got. You know, so if you've got a very low-cost uh, retirement annuity, for example. Then uh, I think in most instances it makes sense to actually make the maximum contribution that you can to your retirement annuity, and and uh, you know that will work out better, for example, than paying tax and then saving money in an exchange traded fund with the after tax money. However, if you've got quite an expensive company retirement scheme or a very expensive retirement annuity, then it might actually make sense to not contribute as much or anything to to the retirement fund, pay the full tax, and then save. In a low cost, um, you know, low cost investment. So, so I think it's about finding the balance. And and very often, in, in you know, in my life, you know, I'm, I'm careful of being too uh, too absolutist in, in my views. In other words, you know, just saying all retirement funds are terrible, don't invest in them, or all retirement funds are great, you know, only invest in them. I think that there's probably a balance. So, so for me, um, you know, when I don't know what to do, I, I tend to split my money. So, so I would split some of my money. Into retirement funds, get the tax break with a portion of my of my salary, and then the other portion I'd pay the tax and invest the balance in a in a good low cost in, in investment. So I think uh, you, you know just be careful that you that you don't get too fixated on only one way. You know the the, the wonderful thing about the world of money, there are many different paths to to financial freedom, and, and you know not everyone will have the same path, and and so don't don't be too stuck on only one methodology. And so you speak about financial freedom or early retirement, uh, so retiring younger than the prescribed age, I think it's 65. 
people are living a lot longer. So my grandmother, who was born in 1921, she lived to 96. So I assume that if I die of old age, which hopefully I do, um, I could live much beyond 96. So how does your the, the length time you're going to live impact your calculation for financial freedom or early retirement? I, I think it's a... Um it's it's an important point, you know. I think that that if if you let's say you decide to to stop work at age fifty, and and you know and potentially you've got longevity in your family, so you can live to you know one hundred or one hundred and ten, then that means you, you might be living off your money for longer than, than you ever worked, uh, and so to me that's where that that that, that number of twenty five times your expenses is important because uh, that 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 twenty five times your your expenses is a good realistic uh, amount of money that you can then build up. And get to the point where if you draw from that, you're not going to erode your capital if you if you're disciplined with the way that you you draw money from your your investment capital. So so I think that it's it's you know that's the important part. If you if you're a bit uncertain that or you can't get to the 25 times your expenses, uh, you can only get to let's say 20 or 18 times. Then you need to know that you're going to, you're going to have to work longer. You're not actually at your financial freedom age because. You know, there's too there, there are too many opportunities for your whole position to be derailed by by bad markets or or another kind of a COVID crisis or something like that. So so I think uh, if you get to 25 times your expenses, I think you're reasonably certain that your money will will last. You know, you know, three, four, five decades, provided you you stay disciplined and and you control your expenses. But uh, but, but if you have less than 25 times your expenses, then, then you need to know that you don't have enough of a gap and enough of a safety net. In which case. Either work longer, change your expenses, uh, but, but then you might well run out of money if you live a long time. And some people find it difficult to stay the course with savings. And I've changed jobs a few times in my career and when I was working for corporates. And every time I changed jobs, they gave me an option to either transfer my pension to my new employer or to place it in a pension preservation fund or to withdraw. And I've had plenty of colleagues and friends who've actually chosen to withdraw that money because they see short-term needs. I need to pay for my holiday or a new car or some kind of emergency that's come up. What kind of implication and what kind of impact does that have for your long-term savings if every time you change a job, you withdraw some money from your pension fund? Uh, I think the the short answer is it's a financial disaster to do that. You know, I, I... I hear this uh, this kind of a story so often. You know, people have actually come to me and said, you know, I actually quit my job without getting a new job just because I wanted to access my retirement fund. I've used the money. I spent it on a car. Uh, unfortunately, now I can't get employed and now I've lost my car, lost my house and my kids can't, can't get educated. You know, those kinds of stories are, are not uncommon when, when people do things, you know, as, you, as you're chatting about, you know. So, so to me... Uh, you know, there are probably very few cases I can think of where it's justifiable to cash in your retirement fund when you're changing jobs. And, and one of them might be that you're about to lose your house uh, or, or, you know, you, you're sitting on so much credit card debt that, uh, you know, that's costing you 20 or 25 percent interest a year that you're going to be destitute if you don't use your retirement fund. That, that, that might be the case where, where, you, where you might need to, to cash in your retirement fund. But for the rest, uh, you have to preserve it. You have to, if you can transfer it to your new company, that's a great way, way to keep building up your, your retirement. You know, for most people, the two biggest assets they'll have in their lifetime will be their house and their, their retirement fund. And if you keep cashing in your, your retirement fund, that means all you're going to be left with is a house and no capital to fund yourself when, you, when you're when no longer working one day. So 
it's just the worst possible decision people can make is to cash in their retirement fund for some kind of a short-term gain, especially for things like a holiday or a car or, a, you know, clothing or, 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 you know, a new fridge or a TV or something. It's just really such a bad idea. And, and so many people do it consistently. Definitely something to avoid, whether you're aiming for financial freedom or just retirement, definitely try and avoid that. And I think one way to do that, it goes back to our uh, the start of our discussion where we, we were talking about imagining the positive view of retirement or not having to work for money and having that pinned up on your fridge or your, your laptop background and that kind of thing. Because if you've got a really positive view about what that money is going to do for you in future, it will help you to get through that sort of short-term hurdle. Um, and any last advice for for people, Warren, about uh, uh, how to retire comfortably? Yeah, I'm going to put my uh, my coaching hat on and my whistle, and and you know, be the bossy the bossy coach. And I think the one thing is, uh, the, the, the life is going to throw so many obstacles at us over over our lifetime, and there will always be really good, great excuses why we couldn't save this month for why, why this was a tough year or, you know, whatever the deal is. And, and there, there will, if we, if we look hard enough, we will find very good excuses why we don't save. And, and unfortunately, that's the reason why five out of every hundred people who have a job, uh, are, or I should say there are only five out of every hundred people who have a job that actually get to the point of financial freedom. For the other 95, they are the ones that find the excuses uh, why they couldn't save, why, why they couldn't, uh, you know, build, build towards their goals, and unfortunately, you know, th- th- this is this is a it's not a game, but this is th- this is the situation where where the people that succeed are the ones that find reasons to save. It's the ones that find reasons not to overspend. It's the one that ones that find reasons to have an emergency fund and build up their retirement capital. Uh, and and it's you know it's pointless listening to the show to say yeah but you don't know my life and you don't know my situation and I you know you're not being realistic the the, the the truth is there are lots of people that have had really tough backgrounds and and tough financial situations that have got to financial freedom because they found a way and they found a reason to save and and and, and as a as the wearing my coaching hat that's the that's the point here you've got to be great with yourself in terms of saying. He has a positive goal I'm working towards. It's not a sacrifice for me to only have one coffee a day instead of 10, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm happy to get to financial freedom earlier. But, uh, but when times are tough, you know, then you've got to be disciplined with yourself to say, well, you know, I need to move out of my house. I need to sell my car and I'm not going to compromise my savings because that's what's important to me. It's, it's a case of being very clear with yourself about what you're willing to do and what, you, what, what you're not willing to do to get to that, that financial freedom. But, but what you can't do is give yourself excuses because th- then you'll be sitting, working at age 65, no, no closer to your goal than you were when you were 25 or 45. So my, my last message would be, give yourself a reason to, to work towards a goal, make it a positive thing, make it something that puts a smile on your face every time you think about it, and then be disciplined and tough with yourself when, 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 you, when you decide to kind of derail a bit or you, know, you, you get a bit slack. Uh, and if needs be, you know, have a have a saving buddy. Have having have someone, you know, like in running, they've got running buddies, and and have someone that you that you kind of hold you to account to say, hang on, you know, like you, you said you're going to do this, and now you're not, and and what's the reason? Someone you can be honest with, and I, I think most importantly, be honest with yourself. If you're finding excuses, be be realistic, own up to those excuses, and then find the reasons to to take firm action that that's positive again, and and stop looking for excuses. That they're not going to help you. Lovely way to to end this topic. Thanks, Warren. Everyone has their own goals. So 
uh, find your goal, find your reason to save, and you'll be fine. Thanks so much for your time today on the show, Warren. Thanks. That was awesome. I enjoyed it. for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay on the journey to improving your family's financial well-being thank you for listening to the family finance show with diana granu proudly brought to you by old mutual The time is now to own your financial future. Visit oldmutual.co.za for more great advice, articles, free budgeting tools and calculators, or to find a financial advisor. We'll be back next week.